Now, you might not believe this, but the career path of almost every super successful individual included having a job just like the one you have now. You're either going to or coming from work, so we might as well talk about it today on Your Way to Work. And now, your host, Ricardo Witte. Hi, everyone. You're listening to On Your Way to Work, the show where we talk not to the employer, not to the manager, but to you, the workers on the workplace floor. I'm here today with our usual host, Rick Witted. Hey, Christian, that was pretty good. <laughs> Glad to be on. Yeah, thanks a lot. So uh, we got a good show today for the listeners. So what are we talking about? A lot of people are starting new jobs every single day. And I just want to draw on your 20 years of experience here. How can an employee get a great start in that first 30 days on the workplace? That's a good question, Christian. Um, yeah, I have, well, first of all, been an employee many, many times uh, starting out in a new role. I've had a lot of seasons like that. And being a manager for quite a few years now, I've seen a lot of people start careers out. And, and I would say there is nothing more important than the first 30 days. And to be quite frank with you, your first 90 days is it's still a part of the interview even though you've gotten the job. And I think a lot of people will set the standard for how they will be perceived by a couple of key people, your boss, right, and your coworkers in those first 30, 60, and 90 days. So would you say those, well, you make your first impression at the interview, but would you say that your first, their first impression of your working self is made in those first 30 days? Well, I, no, I, I think you do make a, an impression at your interview. That's a really good distinguishment. So you do make a first impression at the interview. And if it was good, <laughs> you're, you got the job. But the first 30 days will confirm if the impression gotcha. was right. And I, I can tell you, I've, I've hired a many people through the years and thought, perfect, wow, got it right. And at the same time, I've hired some people um, and I've worked for you know, a few different employers, a couple of different employers through the years. And there are times I've hired someone and went, well, I got the head fake. I, they answered all the right questions, but I didn't see what I thought I, I would see. I'll say it another way. So the interview is where you make your first impression. The first 30 days is where you define the impression of your work ethic, and that is crucial. It kind of sounds like the interview is sort of like getting engaged, and those first 30 days are the honeymoon period of your marriage to this employer. Yeah, I mean, that's a good way to put it. The interview is dating for sure, right? Everybody says the right things. All the right words come out. We've practiced. We've probably talked to ourselves in the mirror. 
and you know hopefully we've done our homework and so the interview everybody's got their best foot forward and if the employer likes you in the interview they're also giving you the best story like what makes this company so wonderful and working for this company then everybody says i do and when you say i do you enter the honeymoon period and I've been married for, for 20 years now almost. And I can tell you the honeymoon period is where you start going. Uh Oh, I didn't, didn't realize that. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's what she looks like in the morning (laughs) or that's what he looks like in the morning. And you know, that first couple of years in marriage, right. Is where you begin to learn like the idiosyncrasies of your mate and, things they do that you didn't realize they do because you didn't have to live with them, quite frankly. (laughs) And so I liken that to the first 30 days on the job, really the first 90 days, but 30 are crucial because now you live with them, right? You and the employer are in a relationship, a contractual relationship where you have agreed to the terms of the labor they want done for a wage, right, to do that labor. And you've agreed to that. So that's a marriage. And so the first 30 days, everybody's taking notes. You're taking notes and your boss is taking notes. Your boss is going, hmm, wow, work ethic's pretty strong. Or, hmm, didn't realize that. That's not what I thought they said, right? And you're doing the same thing going, oh, wow, this place is great. It's exactly what they said. Or, hmm, They didn't tell me it was going to be like that. So, yeah, the first 30 days, both sides are setting impressions. And I think it's very important um, for you as a worker in those first 30 days to make sure that you have sealed the deal on the reputation you want to build within this company. Your first 30 days is your commercial about who you are as a worker, your work ethic and the future you have with a company. Absolutely believe that. Awesome. So let's dissect this honeymoon period, this first 30 days. (laughs) How do I make that work for me to my advantage? So I'm new on the job. I'm just starting out. I've got to learn new things. I have no real working relationships beyond the interview with my manager and my coworkers. How do I establish myself in that period in such a way as to (laughs) in such a way as to make me look good? In layman's terms. Yeah. Well, um, you know, everybody wants to put their best foot forward. Um, You know, and I talk about this in Outgrow Your Space. Just go ahead and give that plug. We are shipping in December. Launch date is January 5th. Looking forward to it. It has been a labor of love. And uh, Ravel Publishing has been a great partner uh, in this project. I would say that... The first thing that you have to do is learn how to do your job really well. You've got to learn how to do your job better than anybody else in the job, right? And so there's a few things that'll make that happen. And I'll just tell you, step one to outgrowing your space is you've got to be willing to start at the bottom. So, you know, if you're not even willing to start at the bottom, you are just, you're not going to last. I'm just telling you, you're going to get impatient or someone's going to get impatient with you. So first 30 days, number one, learn your job, learn your job very well. And I'll give you a couple things that I think are big misses. One, people don't 
take a lot of notes during those 30 days, right? You got to take a ton of notes and ask a ton of questions about your job and then execute on the answers you're given. And we spent a lot of time in those first 30 days trying to set an image of us. Let me just tell you, forget the image. Set a standard of quality in your work. And that's crucial in the first 30 days. Because what I want to know as a manager when I hire you immediately, how well do you work? I hired you to do a job. And I want to see in those first 30, 60, 90 days that you are going to be what I expected from the interview process and the recruiting process. Hopefully that helps. So point one is don't set an image, set a standard. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Don't try to make yourself look good, be good. Yeah, as subtle as it is to say you can pick someone out of a lineup in two seconds where it's all about the image exactly. for them. And everybody knows that. Your coworkers know it, so like immediately you're getting on their nerves, right? Your manager knows it, so they're going, uh, this person's a lot of talk so far but I don't really know how well they're going to pan out as a worker. And that's just what managers I've interviewed. You know, if you listen to season one where we did a ton of interviews, I interviewed these, you know, managers and, and business owners and, and they read through this stuff in a minute. So don't set an image. Don't, it's not about your image. It's about the standard of quality and excellence in the way you work. So that's number one. Number two, I would say equally as important is the relationships you begin to build in the workplace. They've got to be constructive and about work, but they do need to be engaging and personal. So number 2.A would be the relationship you have with your manager, right? That has to be constructive, right? And your manager is a source of guidance and direction for you to get the job done and to grow in the job. So you, you need to make sure if you have questions about how to do the job, you're talking to your manager. And here's what's really important. When they tell you to do something, do it and make sure you're doing it right. Two point B, your, your coworkers, particularly those that are performing well on the job in the role already, or those that maybe are up a little bit higher in function that have a history of solid performance. Find out who's doing the job well, ask a lot of questions from them, take a lot of notes, right, and execute. At the end of the day, you got to execute. I like those two points, setting not an image, but a standard, and then beginning to build constructive relationships with your coworkers and your manager. And I, I see that that first one does lead into the second. Yeah. Once you build that standard of excellence, it will be reflected in the relationships that you build. People will recognize that. Yeah. And that can go a long way, I would assume. And I would say two things. First, like these aren't BFF relationships. We're talking about very constructive relationships that help with growth and learning in the job. And then I would say the most important thing to remember in the first 30 days on the job, the first 90 days in the role, that it is all about the job, right? You've got to learn how to do the job really well. And I think a lot of people 
go in asking to be hired for work and in the first 30, 60, 90 days, work isn't number one, number two, and number three. It has to be about the job. That's why you got the job, to do it, right? And so I think a lot of people miss out there. So we've made some good points here, or rather you've made some good points here. First, set not an image, but a standard of quality. Yeah, that's key. Then begin to build constructive relationships with your coworkers and management. And finally, making sure it's all about the job and not about you or the things around you. Now, let's say I'm 21 days into the job or actually let's do one better, 45 days to 60 days in the job. Mm -hmm. At this point, I've established those working relationships. I've made sure that I hold myself and people realize I hold myself to a high standard of quality. At what point should I start trying to sort of expand that role? I I know you talk about this a little bit. Um, If you're a janitor at a school or some sort of establishment, Mm -hmm. being the only person that knows the exact number of tiles in such and such place or knows uh, what knows the number of tiles from the janitor's closet to the CEO's office, because that may be the path you have to take. Yeah, exactly. So you bring up a good point in your statement, your question. So I would say 45 to 60 days, chill out, man. Just chill out. You are still way too early in the job to think you've mastered the culture already. Even if you come in doing a job that feels like it's beneath your level, it's not. There's no job that you're too good for. And if you go in with that attitude and management or the owner or leadership picks that out in you, there is no bigger turnoff to anyone than that type of that type of attitude. And if I could just be really real with you, you know, if you can't go in humble with a servant's heart or servant's attitude, it's going to be very tough for you to make your way up into an organization. And even if it's an organization that you know, that that does reward that kind of behavior. You just got to be careful because then you you might be running with the dogs and the dogs bite at every level and on all sides. I would say this is a good place. Now you're into the 45, 60 days, 90 days. I do see a lot of people, especially those that begin to do really well out of the gate. I, I, I see at times many people that, that arrogance just begins to kick in. Impatience and the sense of entitlement and because they're doing so well right away, like in the first three months, they're having the conversation with the boss about, so, you know, what can I do next? How can, can I do more? Can I do more? And the boss is thinking often, hey, I hired you to do this job, not for the short term. I hired you to do this job because I need this job done ongoingly. And a commitment um, to not just quality of the work and the standard of excellence, but commitment to the job itself is crucial. And if you go in and your attitude is, you know, it's three months in or I'm six months in or I'm 12 months in. And now I'm like looking at my watch, tapping it because it feels like it's not moving. That impatience will kill you. It'll kill your career. You've got to slow down. And I do believe a part of 
outgrowing your space, which I talk about a lot in the book, I, I believe a huge part of that requires a sense of patience and commitment and willingness to begin where you are and make the job you do bigger, right? If, if you want a bigger job, make the one you got bigger. And, you know, that is what should be the commercial for you as a worker, the first 30, 60, 90, honestly, six months, 12 months in the role, that should be the commercial about who you are as a worker. If you have any desire, right, to grow in that organization, to build your career off of that organization, then the only way to maximize the learning there that takes you to the next level in your path is to have that attitude of I'm going to give my all right where I am and I'm going to faithfully and patiently be committed to this role. And I'm just going to tell you, if you're going in and your mindset is, well, this job is really too small for me and I just took it because there's nothing else to take. And, and listen, I just want to say that that is reality for a lot of people. And I've talked about this on prior episodes, you know, our millennials especially, there is a huge percentage of them who are under underemployed in terms of the degree or the education that they have, their education costs more than the income that they're able to get for a job because the best jobs are, are so hard to get into, right? In, in many, in many cases. So if that's your reality, millennial, if that's your reality, you know, a uh, midlife person who's had to start over again from a layoff, if that is your reality, the first thing you have to do is check the pride at the door, right? Where you are now is not the end of your story. Get in there. Show that you are bigger than this job by the way you knock this job out of the park and the humility and the attitude that you have as you do that. And those are the kind of things that are remarkable, that they make people both the leaders in a company and the co-workers in a company go, wow, Christian's the real deal. I mean, he's really good and he's so helpful. And, you know, he's always willing to do above and beyond. Now, some people who are slackers at the water cooler are not going to like that. That's all right. They don't write your check. Keep knocking it out of the park. Keep doing your best. Keep being willing and focused. And in time, you do outgrow your space. So what it sounds like you're saying is just be a real person. Be real, be caring, be authentic, be you. Yeah, I mean, and if it's not you, learn how to be that. Yeah, I, th I think those are good words. Be real. What, what do I mean? Just wear one face. Like who I am in front of my manager, who I am in front of the coworkers are the same. Because if, if I try to split those two eventually, that's not going to wash out well. Either it's not going to wash out well with your managers or your coworkers because they're not getting the same person. And so they don't know if you're you're real or you're genuine or not. And and then I would say being caring, that's crucial. And the way that you're willing to do more or to do whatever it takes or to do it right, even when you got it wrong, to admit that you got it wrong and ask for help to make sure you get it right Using thank you a lot, using we instead of I a lot, you know, when you do those things, 
there is this sense of caring that you create about you and people appreciate that and people come to a place your managers and your coworkers, where they go wow he's helpful right and I remember a um I supported a a manager years ago and I, I always remember the that's the one thing he used to just say or are, are you are you being helpful you know are you helping people and so I think when you build that kind of credibility for yourself that that's a quality that just makes you remarkable really makes you stand out and then your last point was being authentic you know it's almost repetitive but but it is a little bit different right this person is how he acts right and I don't know any other way to say that but you meet some people and they talk this game they really can talk a good game but like when 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 their hair is down and they're going at it or when they're trying when the boss comes around how they talk over here changes right and their their talk is not how they act and i think that is huge right when you talk about the perception the commercial you set for yourself in those first 30 to 90 days the word hypocrite comes to mind well absolutely that's what your coworkers are going to say are going to say oh man this guy's whatever wind's blowing he's following it and uh, so yeah i mean i think that's those are simple things but they are crucial so we're at the end of the show here And I just want to recap those points for the listeners. The very first one was set not an image, but a standard of quality in your work. Yeah. The second is set or create constructive relationships with your coworkers and management, with the people that are affiliated with you in the job. Right. Don't look for buddies. Exactly. You're trying to create interworking relationships that are going to allow the best product or the best service delivery possible. Exactly, exactly. And that leads into the third point, just do the job with the people around you. Yeah, you got hired to do a job. Do the job. Quit worrying about the next job. Do that job. And then the fourth and final point, be a real person and be a team player. Yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, it's just everything. Your boss is looking for that. They, they want to see that you make the team better. And your coworkers are looking for that. They, they want to know, can I trust this guy? Can I trust this girl next to me? Are, are they here to help me? Or are they here to stab me in the back? Or just make me have to do more work because they're not? Or, or Yeah, you just have to be very, very careful with that. If I could actually sum all of that up, um, I would say be the person that you would want to work with or you would want to manage yeah right imagine that this is your business great way to end the show christian i would say it this way right treat this business like you own it right treat this business like you are the boss that you own it that you're the owner not the boss but that you own it if you do that you'll take care of it Right? And for many of us who have loved ones that we have to support, treat this business like it's bread on, on the table of your children or your spouse or those that you support. Because it is. It absolutely is. Well, that's a great way to wrap up the show. Yeah. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. This has been On Your Way to Work. And hey, check us out on Facebook.com slash R.A. Tweet us at R.A. And leave us a review on iTunes. 
Let us know how the show has affected you or, hey, if it's not what you want to hear or if it's not been helping you, let us know. We want to make the best show possible for you, the end user. And we can only do that through your feedback. Thanks again. Be blessed.